Bring it. Good morning, Vietnam. No, that's the wrong thing. Mm. It's 9.50 at night. Hey, mm. I'm Rob. That's Griffin. Couch on Fire podcast, the Afterburn miniseries going on with the Game of Thrones. Season 8, episode 4. Yes, it's come, It's getting so close. It's coming to an end. I don't know if I'm relieved or I don't know if I'm a little sad. I think I'm relieved that it's coming to an end because I just... You know, it's hard to explain. I'm a little relieved that it's coming to an end because I'm just ready for the next chapter of Game of Thrones, which they actually came out and said that they're doing three spinoffs. Yeah, I think they're doing a whole bunch of spinoffs now, prequels, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is it. This is So episode mm-hmm. four aired on Sunday. Um, it was, what, an hour and a half? I think a little bit less. I think it's about like an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Um, and that, and, what's up? No. And it did what we thought it would do in the beginning. Pretty much pick up right after uh, what the fuck happened in uh, episode three. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think it's it's great to have the characters kind of processing the loss and uh, deciding, like, what the fuck are we going to do now? Here, here's, here's, here's something, though. This is a little... I thought too much into the beginning of the episode, and I was thinking to myself, like, okay, well, half these people that died that they're burning, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure died, and the Night King brought them back. And wouldn't mm-hmm. when he dies, don't they all disintegrate? No, I thought it was just the White Walkers that turned oh, into ice. Oh, okay. I, well, it's I thought it was whoever they, um, whoever they turned would turn into ice, and then. But now you're okay. I see what you're saying. The White Walkers, yeah, I, I think, whatever they, whoever they kill or turn, mm-hmm. um, dies. Okay, I got you now. Okay. Well, what I think it, what I think it is, is that White Walkers turn into ice, and then just regular like meat zombies, like the the recently dead, they just keel over dead. But there have been some skeletons that I guess have been dead for so long that they lost all their meat and stuff. They're just a bunch of bones. Yeah. And they kind of crumbled into dust. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know. That was just me kind of looking too much into it. I um, I had I have a friend in town from Baltimore, and mm-hmm. he watched it. He came over and watched the show with me, and um, I didn't say anything to him because it's just kind of like eh, I'm just thinking that I'm overthinking it like I normally mm-hmm. do. But, yeah, you put a little note down in your mind. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it was definitely uh, it was I like I like the beginning. I, I do. I did. Um, it's very very fitting. It was nice having everyone just kind of like give their own little send-offs to people. Yeah. And you're not the only one who overthought something into the episode. Because I saw uh, the Hound actually take a torch and light up, uh, I think it was Barrack's funeral pyre. I thought, oh, you know, he's he's changed so much. You know, he used to be afraid of fire. But then I stopped to think about it. A torch isn't really that big a fire. You know, you'd think he'd he'd still be able to like cook his meals and shit. You know, it's just real big fires that he's afraid of. That is true. Mm. See, but, that's what happens when you're a fan. When you're a real fan, you start to overthink yeah. shit. <laughs> when you're one of us analytical assholes, you you look into every fucking little crack and crevice. But um, now, real quick, so going along with the story, um, the episode. Obviously, I've heard a lot of uh, bad things. A, a lot of people don't like this episode. I, um, I myself think, included. I um I thought it was. Obviously, yes, I wanted more action, but I, I definitely thought like 
there was things that didn't need it that didn't have to be in there and then there's things that definitely had to be in there and you know i think they just you know the drinking scene when everyone's just sitting around and you know celebrating that they're alive and mm-hmm. you know and i don't know i don't know what what do you feel about mm-hmm. it tell me about it that's actually it's one of the scenes i really loved I was so glad to see that, you know, there's just this constant train of fucking misery in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it's it's great and everything, you know, it's very dark and dreary and stuff, but it's it's like the first time we got a legitimately heartwarming and optimistic scene of people just being glad to be alive. You know, everybody's well, drinking, everybody's fucking, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's well that okay, I, I understand where you're coming from. I just uh, it still had some uh, some little bit of misery in it if you think about it, because mm-hmm. you know Danny and John obviously know that they both know about, you know, well they're both wondering they're both wondering what the fuck's gonna happen next, but they're not really yes. you know so they're both giving each other like the stink eye, um, mm-hmm. but then Danny obviously Daenerys she sees how everyone takes to John how everyone follows him everyone loves him and she just you can just sense the jealousy. And mm-hmm. you know, and then obviously Tormund just shooting, da- getting shot down by Brienne. Ah, I, I love Tormund's character so much, and that's one thing. Even all the shit I will talk about season seven and eight, <laughs> you know, rightfully so. The one thing that's never changed throughout the seasons: the writers of Game of Thrones know how to write engaging, interesting, funny characters, and like great interactions between them makes me want to see more. You know, um, every fucking line that Tormund had in this episode was gold. Oh, yeah. My probable favorite one would have to be, which of you cowards shit my pants? <laughs> that was an... Im- I was cracking... And then after he got shot down by Brienne, I'm, he's sitting over there just moping and crying and stuff. You can't see who he's talking to. And it slowly pans into <laughs> a like an irritated-looking fucking hound and stuff. I know. It's great. It was... It was I was fucking dying laughing. He's so good. Just the, the entire time. So if nothing else, I love keeping that whole thing of characters just interacting with each other, you know, bouncing off of each other really well. It was one of the few good parts of this fucking atrocious episode. <laughs> well, this episode this episode was like the Lonely Hearts Club. That's what I like to call it. Because mm-hmm. people are just getting shut down left and right. You got Jon Snow pretty much shitting on his dog. You got mm-hmm. you got Brienne of Tarth pretty much gave her virginity to Jamie, and then Jamie he hit like, it and quit it basically. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I climbed that tree. I'm going back to my bush mm-hmm. though." And then, um, <laughs> and then you obviously got uh, you know, was it Arya shutting um Gendry down? Oh, that hurt. That hurt me, man. Well, it sucks because like. At first, I was like, "Oh, that that." I was like, "That's pretty much season one." You know, remember the two fathers were like, "Yes, you know, the Starks and my house were will be together one day." And you always thought it would be, you know, somebody else. So it it, it seemed right, but then I I like. I will say I like that Arya said no. I like that she's going towards King's Landing, and mm-hmm. I think I think. Uh, she is the Kingslayer. Obviously, she killed the Night King, so maybe she's going to kill the Queen. Who knows? Look, man, I am never going to complain about more Arya and the Hound together. I think that's an, the the best duo. You think so? Bar none. Um, 
they're just their their chemistry is amazing. Um, and I think there's still potential for some really nice emotional drama down the line. Yeah. Because one or both of them is definitely going to fucking die. It hurts me to say it because I love both the characters, but it's a guarantee at this point. I mean, there's just no way well, they're both making it out. I'm going to take the... So every theory that I've ever had going into this season just fucking went out the window. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm 0 for like 7. So... Why not make O for eight? But I'm gonna say that I don't think any more Starks die. I think they, throughout the whole series, the Starks have just been shit on. <laughs> like everything's mm-hmm. just been going wrong for them. So I think this is like their redemption story. This is their redemption season. And I don't think I I think the Hound probably will die. And I think uh, she'll avenge him. And mm-hmm. or she or he'll die protecting her. That's just what he'll do. I figured probably. Yeah. Um so the uh the cat's out of the bag. Uh I love how Daenerys is like, Hey, if you really care about me and you really think that I'm the rightful ruler of the seven kingdoms, don't tell anybody. Hey, don't don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody that we're related. Don't don't say shit. Mm-hmm. Don't say say anything. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing he, this motherfucker does? <laughs> the very first thing. Even he even looks to Bran, and Bran just kind of shrugs his shoulders. Like, it's like your, whatever, man, it's your call. Yeah, it's it's your life. I'm just in it. <laughs> um, I mean, what is he expecting to happen here? Is he seriously? I don't know. Presumably, he's he's still in love with Daenerys. You know, presumably they're still going to try and make it work. So don't you think it'd be a little bit easier to make it work if you didn't tell everybody that she's your aunt and you're going to continue to fuck her? Yeah. It's like, that's... Eh. I understand it's it's part of the whole Stark thing yeah. where Stark dudes are just fucking idiots for whatever reason. Yeah. And they have no concept of subtlety or intrigue or anything. But when you're aware that Sansa fucking hates Daenerys Dude. and will do anything to get rid of her... She's probably so happy that she knows this. And... And it shows because why would she tell Tyrion? Yeah, it's like she, like he, he says, "Oh yeah, don't tell anybody." And they're like, "Sure, yeah, why not?" And the very next scene, fucking Sansa. I I will give Sansa some credit. She hesitated. Yeah, she wasn't gonna tell Tyrion. But... I I can't remember the specifics of their conversation. I think she was trying to get some reassurance from Tyrion. Yeah, that Daenerys is not like a crazy bitch. I just um. I definitely feel like, you know, this is this is a game itself, and she's playing it. And I think she knows she would rather have a Stark because he's he's still half Stark. She would rather have a Stark in the Seven Kingdoms than her. And I think she's playing a little bit. I mean, she's she's pretty fucking. She's learned some shit. She's not that little girl anymore. And they they definitely said that in that episode that she's not you know she's glad that she saw Littlefinger she's glad she saw those people because she's not that person anymore and she learned and I yeah think, holy I, and I think she told she told Tyrion for a reason so Tyrion it'll fester in Tyrion's brain and obviously he told uh you know I will never fucking remember his name to save my life Barris yeah whatever no 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 dick she told yeah. she told you know and he told no dick and now he's on John's side. Can we circle back around to that whole thing? Yeah. Where she basically said, I'm glad that I was tortured and raped because it made me into a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Yeah. I mean, that whole scene, I'm 
I'm so glad we finally got the Sansa and the Hound reunion thing, and it was a really sweet scene. Well, I I for I forgot, honestly, I forgot that he tried to help her. I remember, yeah, I, I remember it, that because she had her period for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that now, and I forgot all about that until that scene, and then I was like, oh yeah, doesn't he call her like little flower or something like that? Little bird, yeah, little bird. Um, the idea it was supposed to be it was improved on in the books but basically like all she does is she chirps these little these little platitudes that they expected of her to say like a little princess and stuff stuff that she doesn't really believe and said you know she's basically like a little bird in her gilded cage you know and and it was really sweet getting to see them kind of back together again for a little bit until he said, you know, oh, yeah, I heard you got broken in. It's like, why the fuck would you say that? I, like, you're you're supposed to be the lovable asshole now. That's like something a season one hound would say yeah. to somebody who, who got fucking, like, raped and tortured and stuff like that. That's not something you fucking say to somebody you have any respect for or care about. And the fact that she didn't, like, throw her glass of wine in his face or slap him or something like that. Oh, she laughs. She just smiles it off. Like, oh, yeah, that's that was a cute memory. Not one of the worst parts of my fucking life. You know? And she says, oh, if it hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be the person that I was. Ah, Jesus. What a fucking strange view to take. That's so... But... But do you think it's it's purposeful? It's probably just, like, me overthinking things, but is it not seeming like she's dressing a lot more like Littlefinger now. Um, like the clothes that she wears. She's kind of acting like him, too. Well, I would definitely oh. say she's acting like him. I didn't really notice the clothes too much. Um, but next episode, I'm going to definitely pay attention since you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's definitely acting like him. And um, and I think that's like it could be a good thing. But it also could be a bad thing. I don't know. I mean... And the sad thing is, there's only two more episodes. There's no way we're gonna we're gonna get closure on this. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you know, you obviously know the, what the next episode's gonna be. And then, yep. and there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, that's what it's gonna be. And then the last episode is gonna be who the fuck's gonna take the throne, kind of thing. Um, now, I know we like to jump all over the place and out of order and stuff, but there's mm-hmm. one thing that's been. I'm, I'm jumping. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna warn you now. I'm jumping. But Bring one it. of the one of the things that uh, it's been on my mind ever since I saw that episode, and I just want to get right to it. I'm tired of waiting, and I've mm. been wanting to talk to you about. Did you or did you not think that Tyrion was gonna die at the end? <sighs> you know when he was talking that's, that's, to Cersei. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's the problem there because, in any rational world, with the characters we have now. Like, knowing the Cersei of all the previous seasons, every single action she's taken and thought she's had, she would have killed him. And then immediately killed Daenerys and everyone else who was fucking stupid enough to stand in the range of, like, 15 ballistas and all those archers and stuff. Like, that's in her character. She's, like, a cruel, relentless, ruthless, evil bitch. That's, That's her whole deal. But for whatever reason, we keep having these scenes... I don't know if it's meant to imply that she holds some kind of affection for Tyrion or what, but she basically has Tyrion at her mercy and she lets him go. Well, Tyrion, like, Tyrion was saying some shit, like some deep shit. 
like about how much she lo- she loves her kids. She always mm-hmm. loved her kids. That's all she gave mm-hmm. a fuck about. So she he, she he was saying some stuff that only brothers would know or only people that are close to her would know. So I, I saw the vulnerability in her. But then when she looked up at Daenerys and then she looked back down at, at Tyrion, I was like, okay, well, that just ended. Now, now mm-hmm. I, I this is how I thought it was going to go down. I thought while she was like feeling a little bit of sympathy – some archer was just gonna randomly fucking accidentally fire an arrow mm-hmm. and hit him, and then she was just gonna be like, kind of like shocked, and then um, and then all the other archers were just gonna fucking annihilate him. <laughs> I thought that's how he was gonna go out. I was sitting there, I was watching it, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This is it?" Because I mean, he he looked vulnerable. He looked weak. I mean, I'm not saying he's a strong character, but he just looked different. His eyes was red. He was crying. I mean, he was upset. Yeah, he was ready to die, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. But, but no, that's that's what I was thinking. You know, I just not to jump so far forward because I know we we mm-hmm. we skipped a lot. But I just I will circle back. Yeah, I just for some reason that's just been on my mind. Like I really I keep asking people all week. I was like, did you think he was going to die there? And they're like, yeah. Everyone everyone kind of thought something was going to happen, but I really thought he was going to die. Well, that's what kills me, because like I said, there's no reason for her not to kill him based on her character. Yeah. Um, and the fact that not only does she let him live, but she lets every... She, basically, she she murders Masende in front of Daenerys, in front of everybody, who, you know, God bless Masende, she's great and everything. She kind of didn't have a, yeah, she didn't have any purpose anymore because she was the interpreter. Well, now we're in Westeros where everybody speaks English. There's no need for an interpreter. Yeah. Um. She there's no there's no strategic benefit to be gained by killing her, and having the opportunity to kill literally everybody <laughs> who was with Daenerys and not taking that like she kills Masende and then presumably just like walks back into the fucking Red Keep, starts drinking wine. Like what? If you're gonna, if you're not gonna negotiate, if you're not interested in negotiating, if you're just interested in killing Daenerys and everybody else, why wouldn't you do it? Well, it's it's not even something that like doesn't make sense strategically because Cersei is a crazy character. Like they could easily just say, "Oh, she's just insane," but it doesn't make sense for her character. I just um, you know, this is the time, and I hate to use this. I fucking hate this phrase, but I'm gonna use it right now. It's a television show, and they have to do this. <laughs> you know, that's probably why they wrote it in there. I agree with you. She didn't have nobody. She probably had, what, 30 people? Yeah, it was her. like 30 guys. And then there's only one more dragon. We all know that because, you know, the other fucking dragon died. <laughs> which... here's, here's what <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a minute because I have some yelling to do about that too. But here's what I thought originally was going to happen. When this whole like scene was set up, I thought they were going to do a fake out with Cersei, like pretending to to consider the option. Yeah. Then she would order the archers to fill Tyrion full of fucking arrows, and this dude's just fucking dead. Like rip Tyrion, all that kind of stuff. The gates open. Out comes the Golden Company, all twenty thousand of them. They just fucking swarm in, start killing people. Daenerys and Grey Worm make a break for it. They jump on Drogon. They get out. Everybody else fucking dies. Everybody else, Tyrion, Masende, all of them, they're fucking dead. And it still wouldn't make any sense why Daenerys was so fucking stupid to go negotiate in person when she had Tyrion for that. But 
it would be shocking. It would be like, oh shit, kind of thing. Maybe even Drogon takes a couple arrows on his way out. You know, he's injured. He's the only dragon left. And it's like, oh shit, you know, when Jon Snow gets here, will they be strong enough to fight off the Golden Company and everything? You know, it'd be nice, dramatic. But instead, I'm sitting here just like holding my head in my hands thinking, what, what fucking idiot thought of this? I, um, you know, thinking about it, I think that, uh, for one, I think there's more dragons. I think, I don't know how, I, ask me at, well, okay, so a couple seasons ago, the dragons were gone for a while. They just kind of flew and did their own shit. Mm Mm-hmm. I really believe there's more dragons. I really believe either they made Oh, you it. think they, like, laid some eggs or something? Yeah, I really believe that there's more dragons. And I feel like the last battle, that dragon's going to die, and then out of nowhere, it's going to be, like, a whole bunch of dragons come, and they just destroy the shit out of King's Landing. I don't think King's Landing's going to survive this. If you go back to the foreshadowing dream that Daenerys had of the snow falling on the um, the Iron Throne and the roof caved in and everything dark and burnt... I really believe that either dragons do that or the evil queen herself light, like burns the shit out of everyone. Because all the people are inside the garden of the, you know, all the people are inside, you know, probably where all the, that um, napalm the wildfire. is. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the theory that I have. I don't, I think there's more dragons theory. We'll see. But I agree with you. That that, that she should have did that. It was on characteristic. You know, I want to know where the fuck is uh. You know the Iron um fleet. <laughs> like Theon's sister. What is her fucking name? The lesbian. Uh. Can you imagine that entire if? Like, it was just Tyrion negotiating. And then when negotiations break down, we see, like, out in the bay, fucking Drogon just burning the entire Iron Fleet. <laughs> oh, my God. There. That would be so fucking cool. As much as I hate Daenerys, I would be cheering for her then. Oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't think. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. All right, let's go back. Let's go back. We jump forward. I know. Um... Real quick, so I I didn't I didn't really like when um, Tormund and everyone was kind of saying goodbye to John because they're going back up north, and John was saying goodbye because he's going down south. He's traveling not by uh, dragon, but he's traveling by horse, and um, I didn't like it because this show does a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of foreshadowing. So when they're saying goodbye to him and hugging him and stuff, it's like. Oh, who's gonna die? Is John gonna die? Is this is this is it? And then he gave, you know, obviously he gave up his dog, his wolf, and that's what everyone was bitching about on the internet. What is uh? What did you think? Hello. Oh, we good? Yeah, we're back. I hear you. Hey, okay. yeah. I, I disappeared for a minute. Where, what did I? When did I stop talking? Um. When did I start talking? Um, I I lit- I just got here basically. I just got back. Okay, so like a second ago. So we talked about uh the Iron Fleet getting destroyed, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then that was yeah. it. 
Oh shit! I, I I was I had like a whole fucking like diatribe there for a minute. Oh okay. Um, I, I basically we went back and started talking about when um John Snow's dragon got wiped. Um, Rhaegal, I think his name. Oh yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it underscores so much how much I fucking hate Euron as as a character. Not even like part of it is just me being salty because I read the books and he was an amazing character in the books. Like I, I can't even explain to you how big of a difference it is, and the problems that would be solved just by having him be his his book counterpart in the book. Euron was a sorcerer. He practiced like blood magic, like the opposite of the the Lord of Light stuff with the fire and everything. He did yeah. like blood sacrifice and stuff, um, and supposedly had a magical horn called the Dragon Binder. That would allow him to take control of a dragon when you blow the horn. The problem is, um, when the last time he had somebody blow the horn for him, that person died. It basically, they were they were their li- insides were liquefied, like they oh. got fucking burned alive from the inside out when they played the horn. But instead of just some fucking like magical robotic guided missile launcher that he put on the blade of his fucking ship you know, ballista that knocks a dragon out of the sky from miles away. Just have dragon binder, you know, have the horn, have him blow it and survive this time for some magical fucking reason. Um, then we have a dragon on dragon thing, just like the night King, yeah. you know, Euron's got a dragon. Daenerys has a dragon. It's not stupid. And out of nowhere, you get more magic in the show. And I thought that's something I loved, you know, from the very beginning was the portrayal of magic in the show. Not as this like super neat, tidy, neat little thing that, you know, you, you snap your fingers and the world is fixed or something like that. But it's a very dangerous, dirty thing that sometimes works and sometimes kills everybody. Like the only real magic we got to see in the show, other than bringing people back to life is early on when, um, Melisandre when she summoned like the demon baby little shadow thing yeah and that was fucking cool but we never got to see anything else like that I think it would be a great a better use of this of the special effects budget than fucking ghost sitting around doing nothing for four episodes well the uh children of the forest did some stuff too yeah it's like get yeah. some more magic in the show you know but I, instead I agree I, I I can see that a little bit more magic that's pretty cool though I didn't know he uh he did that in the books yeah, his his whole thing is like he he's, he would have actually been a better endgame villain than Cersei is. Yeah, because his his whole thing is he's a man who wants to become a god, and he's trying to seek out all these magical artifacts and stuff. He actually went to Valyria. I don't know if they mentioned this in the show, but it's a place that you go to, you don't come back. Like no one's ever come back from Valyria before. He sailed a ship there, went there, and came back. Whoop shit. Went there, came back with an entire set of Valyrian steel armor. Not a weapon. He has like a Valyrian steel axe or something, but a whole set of armor. Which, I mean, you cannot tell me that would not look fucking cool if you had a set of Valyrian steel armor. Well, no one would fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. So it would make him like believable as a villain. Um, be He's fucking crazy. Like he's he's killed people, his own family and stuff before. I mean, that was in the show, of course. 
but he's got like he's got an eye and an eye patch and you know he lifts up the eye patch at one point it's like a blood red eye and stuff and he's just a scary intimidating guy had this really amazing speech about how like somebody accused him of being a godless man he said what are you talking about i'm the godliest man there is you know i've sailed com- around the world in the service of dozens of gods you know every god that you can believe in the seven the old gods the red god Anytime someone sees my sails, they start to pray. You know, I'm the I'm the man in the service of gods, you know. He wants a dragon, he wants to marry Daenerys, and he doesn't care what she thinks about it. He said, I'll kill her if I have to, but I want those dragons. And that would also give him a reason for allying with Cersei, other than he just wants to fuck Cersei for some reason. Well I I mean I just I'm so angry <laughs> I can because, tell. I can tell. because he's he's such an amazing character in the books. He's like a legitimately scary antagonist. Well, and then they just throw well, the, he's basically nothing. He's chopped liver in this. The problem is in the in the show is that he's like he's like Negan from The Walking Dead. His whole problem is he exists solely to keep the protagonist from winning. He shows up out of fucking nowhere instantly counteracts whatever plan they came up with doesn't matter whether it's something they just came up with and no one else knows about Mm -hmm. like how the fuck did they hear about the dragons flying to dragonstone was he just literally sitting there just waiting on the off chance they decided to come back he was lying in ambush with the entire iron fleet really if the dragons had flown with john like down the king's road he'd just be sitting there with his thumb up his ass really and you're saying you're telling me Daenerys didn't see him on the fucking dragon? She didn't see these twelve huge ass ships from the air? Wow. Um, when you you told me you were pissed off at this episode, I didn't know it was this bad. <laughs> oh, well, the problem the problem is, dude, is that it's like you said, it's a TV show. I it understand is. that, but so many other shows like The Wire, Breaking Bad, even early Game of Thrones, if you need conflict, like you need a character to die or you yeah. need a certain certain circumstance, it's built up to organically. And you can sit back and say, hey, I understand the steps that led to this. The, well, the- only steps that led to this is Daenerys is too powerful. She has too many dragons and too many dudes. So we're going to have magic plot armor fucking Euron show up out of nowhere and kill off all of her dudes. Like, this is the fourth time this has happened. You had the Tyrells, you had the Iron Fleet, you had Dorne, and now you have her fucking dragons. He just shows up out of nowhere, kills off her power, and then leaves. Just disappears. Doesn't go after her. Leaves her be, because she's the she's Amelia Clark. She's got to survive till the end. She's got to be doing the thing with her fucking eyebrows and just, like... Well, do you, ex- do you just think that, like, obviously they're just... <sighs> obviously they're just throwing this shit together. Like, obviously... They didn't invest too much into him. Um, You know, we just live in a... Unfortunately, we just live in a world... Because, you know, what was it? Was it uh, season six that was past the books? Yes. So Um, I feel like we're just thrown into a world where we have to... We have to have the good guy win. We have to have more... We have to know more about the good guy, not more about the bad guy. And I'm not saying he's the bad guy, but obviously... You know his storyline isn't nearly as important as the good guy. It's all about the good guy, the good guy, the good guy. That's literally what they're pounding through the fucking television for us. That's every story. The only there's 
there is there are good TV shows out there that don't do that, and mm-hmm. I commend them. Like obviously Breaking Bad, obviously I think The Wire, obviously there's mm-hmm. things like that. It's just like you know even Oz. Oz was you know it's just one of those things where, um, and oddly enough, two of those were HBO shows. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's anyway. almost as if HBO makes good television when they have the time and the writers. <laughs> but I don't know. I you know I hear what you're saying. I, well, I the thing I'm not as angry as you. <laughs> on this subject because I because I didn't read the books. I wasn't a fan before the show. So you were a fan before the show. You read the books. So I'm sure if I was in your shoes, I'd probably be pissed too. But since I'm not, to me, him showing up was – I was shocked because obviously the dragon you know, went down and I didn't see that shit coming at all. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't see that at all because they were all smiling. She's like, oh, look mm-hmm. at him. He looks so cute. <laughs> and then bam – um. Yeah, so that didn't piss me off. My wife was watching. She was just like, "Those arrows look small. How is it going to take out a dragon?" And I was like, "No, those things are probably, I don't know, twelve feet." <laughs> well, what I what I appreciate, and I will give credit where credit is due. I rewatched the scene, and the first arrow that hits him in the chest barely seems to phase him. Like it barely goes in at all. Um. And he only really dies when he gets hit in the throat with the third one. I mean, two things would have made that scene much better, in my opinion. The first thing is, I want to see, like, a ton of missed shots. There's, like, 15 ships there. They all, for whatever fucking reason, have these, like, auto-aim ballistas on them. (laughs) They only fire three times, and each time it's a direct fucking hit on a flying dragon. Probably it's moving super fast. Yeah, and probably about a half a mile away in the sky. <laughs> yes. Um, if they would have just had like a fucking swarm of arrows and then a couple just hit him seemingly by accident, it's like, okay, that's cool. These things aren't like fucking auto-aim, like aimbot kind of weapons, you know? Yeah. Don't have, don't have Euron fucking sitting there smiling that stupid-ass smile. <laughs> like he per he ha- of course he had to be the one to personally shoot down the dragon. Of course, it can't be just he ha- he's sitting there on the like at the helm of the ship and some fucking goon just happens to accidentally kill the dragon. You know, because that that's the main problem uh, criticism I want to circle around to with this season. It seems like the world is empty except for the characters that matter, unless there's an action scene, like the fucking. Like the funeral pyre scene, the opening scene of the episode. Yeah. Okay. The only characters who are around are the main characters. The only people who light the funeral pyres are the main characters. You don't see a single fucking soldier from Daenerys' army. And I thought that everybody was wiped out in the battle with the Night King. Like literally the end of the episode of episode three, there's nobody alive but the main characters. And then they're in the strategy room and they say, oh yeah, we have an equal army to Cersei, who hasn't had a fight the entire goddamn previous two seasons. Like, we have the same amount of dudes. Like, where the fuck are the 20,000 dudes you've been hiding from the Night King, apparently? They just came out of nowhere. Obviously, it's too much money to have all those people. I mean, there's just... And then... It's it's movie politics. That's what it is. I mean, it's like, like Battle of the Bastards, dude. Everybody was fucking dead at the end of that battle. Oh, yeah. Everybody was fucking dead. And then all of a sudden, the North has all these soldiers to help Daenerys fight the Night King. And then everybody fucking dies. And then 
all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're equal. You know, Varys says, oh, we have equal strength to Cersei. It's distressingly equal. What the fuck do you mean distressing? If you had these two Pyrrhic victories, one after the other, where almost everybody fucking dies, I would be doing handstands and just sucking dicks if I was on <laughs> equal strength with somebody who hasn't had a fight the entire show. That's what kills me. It's like there's no tension. There's no strength in it anymore. Early on in the original Game of Thrones, back when it was good, Rob, you know, he, he did the Battle of the Whispering Wood. He sacrificed 2,000 guys and took out a whole shitload of Lannisters. They mentioned those 2,000 guys like eight fucking times. It's like, man, we really, we really going to need those 2,000 guys. We need to go to the phrase yeah. to get more guys. The loss of those 2,000 men compounded into the fucking Red Wedding. He had to turn to the phrase because he lost so many guys. And he lost the Starks. The Freys did their thing. He did his thing. Bada boom. It, that's what I'm saying. Organic consequences. It's well, not just like he decided to stop by the Freys because he wanted to go home that way. And then magically out of nowhere, Walder Frey teleported in and stabbed him in the heart. You know, it's something you could look back on and say, oh, I see how this happened. Well, that's my problem. It, it, it's rushed. It is. You- and it's because of those fucking assholes, the two writers, like D and B. I can't remember their names. I don't want to. Well, that's they're the trying. To... So every everything you're telling me, it just obviously, the first couple seasons are very, they're just they're they're well they're well written they're well executed because, mm-hmm. you know George A Martin was probably there probably overseeing it probably like this is what we did in the book this needs to be included mm-hmm. this 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 I'm not saying he's not there now but it's one of those things where, you know once you once they get past them they're like oh we can do this you know. We have like if this season was season two, they'll probably lose viewers because of a lot of this shit. Like real viewers, so mm-hmm. you know they can get away with this because it is the last season. They can mosh posh, throw shit anywhere, make love scenes that people that don't even why would they ever make love? These are assassins, you know things like this. Mm-hmm. They can throw all that shit in there because it's the end, and people are watching no matter what. I mean, this episode, it's crazy. Like. You know, like I said, I didn't read the books. Just watching, you know, just enjoying it and watching it. There was a lot of things I liked about this episode. A lot of things I didn't like. And but mm-hmm. a lot of people are tearing this fucking episode up. Obviously, you you're you know you are not a huge fan of this episode. There was cool things in it, but you're not huge about it. And people are tearing this up. One thing um, I I I said this earlier, but you disconnected. I don't know if mm-hmm. you heard me. But one thing that one thing that bothered me, well. And I will say this show does great, and they still do it. This show foreshadows a lot. They, they, if things happen, they're like, "Why is this happening?" I know how this show goes. So when Tormund and um, everybody was going back up north, and they're like, "John, I wish you were coming with me," and John's like, "No, I got to go down south. I'm riding this horse, not my dragon." Um, and then John gives his, you know, he gives a snow to Tormund. Yeah, Ghost. Ghost, yeah. I don't know why I said Snow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He gave Ghost to Tormund. So, to me, him saying the way he said goodbye to him is foreshadowing. And that kind of concerned me. But it also made me, you know, that's just what this show does. So, that's one thing I did like. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from your ranting. But uh, I like some things about this episode. You got to like some things about this episode. You know, right? Uh-oh. You disappeared again that damn audio um yeah we're still recording I don't know where um, Griffin is but yeah so I I mean you know it has its ups and downs 
I enjoy it. It's not a bad episode. I will say uh, it would be nice to hear from Griffin. Auto, audio technical difficulties tonight, guys. It's uh, 10.30 p.m. And we are recording pretty late. We never really recorded this late, so it's pretty interesting. Oh, I heard something. Oh, maybe? Am I there, back? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Hey. The weird thing is I could hear you, but I just... I can... Oh, you're gone again. It's like you're dying. I don't know. Maybe we, it doesn't like when we record at nighttime. That maybe this will be the last time we we record this late. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna keep going until you come back. Um, one thing that I uh, I thought, <laughs> you know, I thought it was a little weird that uh, Brianna Tarth was a virgin. I mean, that was kind of pointless. Why did they fucking put that in that? You know, that whole. I mean, I see they finally they fi- everyone wanted to see them too get at it but now do you think she'll run the torment do you think she'll run the torment and just say oh i miss you torment you know she got a taste of dick now she wants some more who knows it's kind of lonely when you're talking by yourself griffin do what you can do fix the problem <laughs> um so what i'm gonna do is since I, oh he left the call so he's he's definitely fixing the problem right now anyway so Going back to what we're saying, I think I just I don't know where it's going. I mean, obviously next episode's gonna be the battle and that battle is gonna be you know, it's gonna be epic. I someone's gotta die. Someone's okay. gotta All right. die. All right. Welcome back. Am I back? Okay. So I um the weird thing was I could hear what you were saying up until the point you were talking about um you're taking away away from my rage, and then it just completely dropped out. So I didn't catch the last part of that. Oh, I don't know. I moved past it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so let me actually really quickly actually just say something positive that I loved about this episode, and okay. then I'll get back to, to screaming and ranting. Okay. Um, I love – if this is truly the end of Torment, I loved the way his character left. Um, he – was chasing Brienne the entire time. She's basically said, I'm not interested. And he respected that and moved on with his life. You know, um, he's one of the few characters to get a relatively happy end. It seemed he's going to go up North and basically be like the, the King beyond the wall, like mm-hmm. the King of the wildlings. It'd be nice if he actually got somebody to share it with. I don't know if they had some other, like, a wildling woman or something they'd establish up to this point. That would be nice. I just, um, I think, um, well, my apophysis for the ending of Game of Thrones, I think Tormund will stay alive. And right now, this is what I think. I think Tormund will stay alive. I think, I think they will take the wall down because they don't necessarily need it. Mm-hmm. And I think he would become the, there will be a new kingdom up there and he will be the king. You know, the, the lord of, uh, whatever you want to call it. The Freeman, you know, like the Freeman. Yeah. And he would be, you know, just just like higher than, you know, yeah. But anyway, um, no, th- that's what I was saying. I was saying how it was foreshadowing him saying goodbye to John and how I think mm-hmm. that maybe that's a foreshadowing that John's probably going to die. So I don't know. It might be. I don't know. But I, I think if I hope this is the last we see of Tormund as much as I love him as a comic relief character. He's, he's like the only guy in this entire fucking episode, or entire show, 
who gets to not win, but also like survive and yeah. find happiness. No, I, like I the, that. I, I think the show was taking the whole thing. It's like Game of Thrones. You either win or you die a little bit too literally. Uh-huh. Because it seems like if you don't, if you're not destined to win in the end, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. All the side characters just getting picked off like flies. I'm glad to see a character that kind of fits in the middle, that gets a happy ending. Yeah. Without necessarily it being a fairy tale ending. I'm glad. I glad. I'm glad it's him. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he survived. Basically, oh. is is the the gist of it. I wanted to rant for a second, and I actually did while you were gone. So I'm going to repeat myself, yeah. audience. Don't just get mm-hmm. over it. Anyway. Yeah. I thought it was fucking pointless that um, Brianna Tarth had that sex scene. I know people wanted it. I know, you know, oh, she's a virgin. You know, I I know they wanted it and stuff, but it was just kind of like, I just, I mean, it was just, it was stupid. It was pointless. Now she's crying on the side of the road because Jamie's like, I fucking love my sister. But does, see, do you think he's going to King's Landing to be with his sister to protect her? Or do you think he's going there to just end it all and just say, fuck you? I think he's going there to kill her. Yeah. I really hope so anyway, because if it's not that his entire redemption arc will have been the most pointless waste of time yeah. in the world. It would be, a, you know, when you tell kids the story about a bad guy who, who just pushed a kid out the window. He kept emphasizing. Well, he said that a couple of times that I pushed a kid out the window. So he feels a little guilty. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's another foreshadow. Maybe there he is going there to redemp, you know, redemption. It's in his blood. I, I think he... This entire kind of redemption arc of his has been kind of about atoning for his various sins, so to speak. I think that the decision to stand with the living and fight the dead was to kind of cover for a lifetime of caring pretty much about himself. Yeah. Being very selfish and kind of going against the common people to benefit himself. And I think the whole point of him going down there to kill Cersei is to not only stop, you know, her from being the mad queen and being a tyrant and a dictator and everything, but also to kind of reaffirm his oaths that he took when he was Kingsguard. You know, he ended up betraying those oaths to kill the mad king. And then ended up kind of betraying them again by taking the same oath to protect a mad queen. Yeah. And he protected Cersei and everything. And now he's saying, I don't care what it does to my honor. I don't care that I used to love this woman. I have to do what's right. I have to try and fix all the things that I've done so wrong. And that's why he's going down to King's Landing to presumably try and kill Cersei. You know what's going to happen? He's going to get there. He's going to about to kill her. And then she's going to scream at him, I'm pregnant. And then I think he knows she's pregnant. Okay, I was okay. That's all. I was wondering. Now that's something else too. A lot of people pointed out. Um, assuming that Euron is not as retarded of a character as he's written to be, <laughs> he should hopefully notice that Tyrion was talking about her being pregnant. She's not visibly pregnant, and the last time that she saw Tyrion was before her and Euron were hooking up. So it's, hmm, he should realize, if he's not stupid, that the kid isn't his. 
and hopefully that'll be some nice, interesting little, like a last minute betrayal kind of thing. It's like, oh, you know, screw you, bitch. I'm going home to the Iron Islands, you know, and just leaves her to die. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's the thing. If this was an earlier season, I would believe that's what they were setting up to. But I have no fucking clue what these guys are doing these days. See, that's somebody. So a girl at work, she watches the show, and she asked me. She was like, "So what do you think is going to happen?" And um, I honestly don't fucking know. I can't. I can't pinpoint everything that's wrong. I really thought the Night King would last longer than three episodes. I really thought I, I just really thought it wouldn't be that easy to kill him. I really thought that um you know like Daenerys was going to die. I I don't know. There's all these things were going to happen. I just they haven't happened. So I have no thought. I'm not going to give you a prediction for the next episode besides that there will be a battle at um King's Landing and there will be a lot of deaths. <laughs> a lot of deaths. Well, um, that's the the worst part to me about this episode is that the core premise, what I thought the episode was going to be about, it actually was, and it was a great premise. The idea that the Night King's dead, we need to kickstart the final arc, you know, get Cersei looking evil, so they're going to try and go down to King's Landing, something's going to go wrong, and somebody very important is going to die. That's what I predicted. And it turned out true. It's a great idea. You know, let's get the audience a bit of a gut punch, Let's get him going in the right direction, and then we slide into the final arc. What I thought was going to happen, since the Night King did not go down to King's Landing, I thought, okay, the point of sending Bronn north to kill Jaime, he's going to shoot a crossbow at Jaime. Brienne is going to get in the way, and she's going to die protecting Jaime. Because that's her character, is protecting the people that she cares about. That's her thing. Okay. That would also give Jamie a really good motivation to go south and kill Cersei. Because here's the first woman he's ever actually genuinely loved. A, a woman that he knighted because yeah. she's an honorable warrior and stuff. She's everything he wasn't able to be. Dying, protecting him from his sister. I thought that would be an amazing way to not only you get a really emotional death scene, you get character development for Jamie. He goes down south to avenge Brienne and stuff like that. Nope. Not doing that. Instead, we're going to have fucking the teleporting fucking hot topic vampire pirate. Just teleport <laughs> out of nowhere. Kill a dragon. Dude, and are, then we're going to... You are so upset about this. <laughs> oh, I'm... Well, the uh, problem is, dude... I... Uh, I, it's it's okay. I understand. You know... I mean, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the show before, but I am a voracious reader. I have three bookcases, all of them filled with books. I have a stack of books currently sitting on my dresser. This one, two, eight books stacked up on the dresser. I love to read. Yeah. And until I read Game of Thrones, my favorite author was Stephen King. And I, I would say he probably still is. You know, George R. R. Martin kind of fell apart in the later books. We'll see if he can keep it up. Hopefully, you know, wins a winner whenever it fucking comes out is great. But Game of Thrones, I sat down and finished the entire five book series, which the shortest book in there is over 800 pages in a month. I was reading hundreds of pages a day. I was spellbound. It was amazing. So when I heard, oh, did you know, you know, HBO made a show about it. It's like, okay, I like the sound of this. This sounds amazing. And I watched it and the first four seasons were incredible. 
Season five, I had problems with, but I'm still thinking this is great TV. Season six, amazing. Season seven, yeah, I'm starting to get some problems. And now, seemingly just because the two writers of the show are anxious, they got a deal from Disney, they get to make a Star Wars trilogy, they're trying to wrap this up as quickly as possible. Just rush it through, get it done. You know, they HBO gave them an offer to give them three more seasons, and then they also turned down an offer to do one full-length 10-episode season. They said, no, nah, we don't need it. Really? Yes. And you see what all this fucking shortcut taking, all this corner cutting, what it brings you. It's all they care about is the the effect. They don't care what the cause is. It's like, oh, Daenerys has three dragons. We can't have that because if she has three dragons, then Cersei doesn't stand a chance. So we're going to have Jon Snow be a fucking idiot and go north of the wall and get caught by zombies. She has to come in and save him. And then the Night King will just kill a dragon. And then boom, that's one dragon down. Mm -hmm. Okay, we need to get rid of another dragon. How do we do it? For whatever fucking reason, Euron's just hanging out in the middle of goddamn nowhere. He's around a cliff that somehow she can't see the ships because his ships are around a cliff. Somehow he can see the dragon just magically. I guess he's, he's, he's fucking magic like in the books and they just didn't tell us. And he just uses his magic to aim the crossbows so that all three of them just snipe that thing out of the sky. That's two dragons down. Okay, now what? What do we need? Um, hmm. How do we get somebody to die in an emotional way, but she's not an important character at all? Hmm, I don't know. Let's have her get on a boat after, like, before all the other characters jump off into the water. No boat. Have the characters who fell off the boat and swam, including Tyrion, a fucking dwarf, make it to shore before she does. And somehow the Iron Fleet manages to capture her and only her. All for the sake of a dramatic death scene. In defiance you know, of all logic, in defiance of physics, in defiance of reality, it fucking self. You know, in the name of drama. I think uh, we need to record at nighttime more often. This is the most liveliest you've ever been on a recording, and I love it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm it. so, I'm so angry. Well, I'm it's, just, it's crazy I'm though. Just shaking with rage. Well, it's crazy. Like you know, you you you're pointing things out, and these are true. This is not the great. This is not the best season. This last season, even if the last two episodes are just, oh wow, this is pretty cool. There's, they are the, the beginning of the series is much better than the end of the series, and unfortunately, a lot of TV shows are like that. You don't want to assume that Game of Thrones would be like that, but you put, you hit the hit nail on the coffin. The writers got to deal with Disney. Disney owns pretty much every fucking thing, and mm -hmm. they just decide to turn a lot of things down. Now, where HBO went wrong was Out had just got fucking new writers. Yeah, just like, uh, okay, here, enjoy Star Wars. We're going to get somebody else to finish yeah. up your fucking mess. I would, uh, you know, I mean, hell, I mean, Disney does that. <laughs> like, I mean, they, mm -hmm. you know, they could have did it, and they could have been more successful. They could have done at least two more seasons. Say, fuck it. Because mm -hmm. uh, everything that's happening right now, they could have drawn it out a little bit more, gave it more arc, more things. All this could have happened. The season finale could have been the Battle of the Night King, you know? And then the next season would be the battle of uh, the, the actual battle of King's Landing. I mean, they yeah. could things, but I don't know. And the, the the problem is too is what it's done to Daenerys's character. And you know, I mean, I, I'm a broken fucking record. I don't like Daenerys's character. Yeah. I don't think she's a poorly written character, and I don't think that Amelia Clark is a bad actress. I think she actually did a great job. 
portraying such a fucking schizophrenic character. The problem is her character is seemingly written to be unlikable while also not being that. I don't know how to fucking explain it, but <laughs> it's like you could there's you can either take the interpretation that she's deliberately unlikable or unintentionally so. Uh, but even so, the fact that they're trying to cram all this shit in the six episodes, it makes her seeming fall to being like the evil mad queen yeah. which they're setting her up to do it makes it come out of fucking nowhere like having everybody just everybody randomly turn on her the episode after she just saved the entire goddamn world like all no one's partying with her at the fucking party no one thanks her like Tormund fucking Tormund the guy who doesn't believe in royalty or, or kings or anything he's the only one to shout her out at the drinking game and stuff and even then, she barely gets any applause, so she feels really isolated, and her own advisors are turning on her, like Tyrion and Varys and stuff are talking about replacing her. It's like, what? Why? The, why? What the fuck is the point? They just... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I... I... You know... I really want this. I, I just, I really. I mean, like I said, when we first agreed to start doing like a live reaction to season eight. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I said this on air or not, but I'll say it again for the, for everyone listening at home. Yeah. Even if season eight is a colossal dumpster fire. Yep. Which it seems to be setting up to be. Yeah. Um, I will still appreciate it for giving us the ending to Game of Thrones that, in all honesty, we will probably never get from the books. Yeah. Um, and I will still be there to watch it, and I will still be there to appreciate it. Even if I don't care for the ending of Game of Thrones, it does not delete the four to five amazing seasons that we had before this. So, ah, fuck it, I'll say six. Six amazing seasons. I um like so obviously my view is different because I didn't read the books or anything. Um, I you know I liked a lot of there's a lot of good things, but I definitely see what you're talking about. I definitely see, I I, like I said earlier, season eight is not the best season. Views I can understand why views are high. This is the last season. Any show finale, it's going to be, you know, popping. Everyone's going to love it. Mm -hmm. Um, but. You know, I I definitely I mean obviously I liked a little bit more things than you do, and I mm -hmm. I won't tell you that I you know I don't mind you're on Greyjoy because you know obviously you have this uh, love hate relationship with him. Um, I love to hate him, yes. <laughs> but um, I mean I I don't mind it, but I will say I I felt more I fell in love with Game of Thrones because of the first couple seasons. And mm -hmm. it's because of the shock factor, the fact that they were so ruthless, they didn't give a fuck, and they just killed people. And I mm -hmm. think that's what drawed me to it. And I think I I don't like Jon Snow as a character. I fucking hate this guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I you know, clearly he's a scared. He's a coward. All his fights, he's a, mm -hmm. probably a great swordsman. Okay, that's great. But every fight he's been in, he's you know he's always lost. He was just yelling at a dragon. I just don't. Oh him. my god, I forgot about that. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't see him, um, you know, being this uh, all and mighty. So I love that Arya was the one that killed the Night King, you know. And then right now, you know, 
I just, I don't know. I don't think Jon Snow should have been the character. Or he should have been a more tougher, I don't know. I, he's not relatable for me. But that's just my my opinion. There's people out there that now, love Jon Snow. Now, um, that's the thing. I actually, I want to ask you a question. Because it's not often that I hear you get negative about the show. Yeah. And I want to I feed on that a little bit longer. Oh, God, here we go. What are your problems with Jon Snow as a leader? Like, because they're setting him up right now to eventually be, like, the king on the throne. What? Why do you think he should not sit on the Iron Throne? Um, he was a shitty uh, leader at the Wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say a shitty leader. Okay, so my my whole thing is okay. So the only thing that's going good for Jon Snow is the uh, the fact that uh, that little secret that everyone's letting out. That's the only cool thing about Jon Snow. I think um, I wasn't. I thought Jon Snow was okay. When he died, I was a little shocked. But then when they brought him back, I was like, why would they bring him back? Um, I don't know. They don't really have a face of the – see, the thing is I look at TV shows like who's the face. I just don't like Jon Snow as the face. I don't like him as the face. I feel like the character – I don't like I don't like the actor that plays Jon Snow. I never did. He played in a movie called Popeye or Pelope or – it's about that fucking volcano. Oh, um, yeah, the – fuck, what was that? Oh, he's in Greece. The one with the volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I saw that movie, and ugh, I don't know. But so this – him as the leader, I just don't know. I feel like people are drawn to him in the show because – well, okay. So people in the north like him. You know, Obviously, he's kind of the lord of the north, um, mm-hmm. but he's really not – he doesn't want to be. The fact that he's just such a fucking – he just, oh no, I don't want to be. Oh, oh, oh no, you're the queen. I love you. Or oh no, dude, you're you're a man in a world where you just take what the fuck you want, and you're telling me that not not a bone inside of you is like, hmm, it would be pretty fucking awesome. Like every man there, even servants probably in on Westeros are probably like, man, I would love to be king. And you're the only one that's saying I don't want to be king, or you're the only one that keeps turning down. You keeps, you know, he turns his back on the North, even though he says he's he's doing things for the North. I don't like his judgment calls. His judgment calls are just pissing me off. Like, don't you know? Like, okay, so you love Daenerys. I'm just going off the recent episode. Mm-hmm. You love Daenerys, the woman you love asks you to do something. So what do you do? You run like a little girl to your brothers and sisters and you tell them everything. <laughs> like, like, I mean, uh, these are little things that just, you know, you know, I keep my mouth shut because I just know he's, he's supposed to be the hero and that's just how it's going to be. But I, I feel like at this point, I, you know, I don't know. Well, I, have a, I have a theory about why he's so unwilling to take up the mantle of leadership despite being somewhat talented for it. Yeah, what is it? All the other leaders, like the natural leaders in the show, have existed under a leader who was either incompetent, cruel, or both. Mm-hmm. Like Tyrion, uh, Stannis, Renly, fucking Daenerys, um, and Rob, especially, from the earlier seasons... He didn't want. He was just like John. He didn't want to be the high king, like the king in the king in the north or the king yeah. on the Iron Throne. But he was willing to take up that mantle because he thought anybody's better than Joffrey. Yeah, I'll take that and I'll I'll make the world into a better place. Jon Snow has never served under anyone who is not, at the very least, a kind and upstanding person. Like Joer Mormont, you know, the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Yeah, 
when he was growing up, his father, well, father, Ned Stark, just an honorable man, everybody loved him. I think the reason why he's so unwilling to take up leadership is because he feels like there's an impossible, I guess, shoes to fill. fill? Pretty much, yeah, an impossible burden to stand up to. And he's not able to see how just by being a kind and honorable man, he's already a better choice than 90% of the people who are currently on or have been on the throne. Yeah. That's just some, that's just some navel gazing. I don't know. Maybe. That probably isn't you know, even their intent, but. Well, you know, everything I feel about Jon Snow, um, I would, uh, I would, if he would have battled the Night King, if it was one on one battle and it was a good mm-hmm. it was a good fight scene, my whole opinion on him probably would have changed. But because <laughs> because that didn't happen and he fucking screamed at a dragon, that really fucking hurt. <laughs> I, really I don't know. Uh, on, on, yeah, that was uh, yeah. That was really really on, stupid. You got anything else to say? Because on that note, I'm I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this episode, I, I, this episode, um. Season, I mean, season eight, episode four. It was a doozy. I don't know if you, yeah, yeah it was a doozy. I have, well, I have one final question before we go, and it's okay. weird. I should have, I should have asked this last week because it pertains to episode three. Okay. And it, it continues on your hate boner for Jon Snow. Do you agree with his decision to leave Sam to the Whites when he was rushing to get to Bran? And do you think there should have been consequences for that in this episode? Oh, besides Sam just leaving. <laughs> well, this thing Sam Sam didn't mention anything, and it's like they're still friends and everything. They're still on good terms, but he had to have seen him. I think. I, I'm be honest with you. I didn't pay attention. I didn't really give a fuck. Oh well, there was a scene where John was running towards Bran and everything, like no, trying to get to him. Yeah. Oh, I, you remember? It? I remember. Yeah. I remember that. I remember the scene. Um. I didn't when I first saw the scene. I mean, it didn't really dawn to me. It didn't really hurt my feelings or anything. I just assumed that Sam's that character that he gets shit on all the time. And um, <laughs> I mean, it's sad because I, I like Sam. I, you know, I love yeah. I love what's happening. You know, they're gonna have a baby and little John. Yeah. You know, um, but little oh my god, little John the the monk. Oh, like that he's gonna join the Citadel or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. But anyway, no, uh, yeah, I mean, it just... Well, the only reason why I ask is because my parents are now watching Game of Thrones, and they're caught up in everything, and we talk about each episode when it comes out, Yeah. and f- my father was fucking livid really? at, at John for, for leaving Sam. He's like, that cowardly piece of shit couldn't take five fucking seconds to run over there with the sword and just kill a couple of whites, and then, like, toss him a dagger or something, say, here, go for it, you know? Well... He he was scared. You should see John's face on all the whole the whole fucking episode in season mm-hmm. um, episode three. He looked mm-hmm. like he was fucking solid ghost. He is not mm-hmm. the almighty. He, he is hasn't not the seen man. ghost. <laughs> he <laughs> hasn't seen ghost in a while. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and the way he treats his dog. I'm a fucking dog lover. And, you yeah. Know, fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I don't know, but yeah, you yeah. Did. I agree with your dad. Fuck him. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Fuck you on and fuck Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, but one of them's going to live, and it's not going to be... Uh, uh, Jon Snow will live, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I mean, he can... I don't know. There's certain things that he did earlier that I didn't mind. 
you know, like the first season, the, any interaction he had with Arya was great. I love, I love his interaction with his sisters. I mean, it really, you know, it's definitely family, and I think that's that's a cool positive thing. I just, I wish he was more of a man. If that's hard to say, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, thank you everyone for listening. See y'all next week. I know. I, I'm just going to end it like that because that's the.